Today, I'm not going to talk about vision. (laughs) We're going to skip it, and we'll come back to vision next week. Next week, we're going to wrap up vision series with talking about personal vision. But what I want to talk to you today about is I want to talk to you today about the presence of God and about how we need to uh, monitor and continually work towards having the presence of God in our life. Amen? A couple of scriptures that I just want to share uh, before we start. I want to, I want to first share um, Matthew chapter 9. That word came about wineskins, and I want to read this to you. Jesus. Verse 14, Matthew 9, 14, it says, Then the disciples of John came to Jesus, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom fast as long as as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. And immediately Jesus continues right in the same paragraph, right in the same uh, next sentence. He says, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And so the word came this morning that uh, we need to be those new wineskins, and we can transform. If we're old wineskins, we can become new wineskins. And we're not talking about, I really believe in my spirit, I believe this is not a, a, a changing from you know, being under Pastor Tom to being under Pastor Matt. No, this is, a, this is a changing of, hey, you were here in 2019, and it's going to be different in 2020. And so you need a new wineskin for what God is doing because God is doing a new thing. He's pouring out his spirit in a new dimension and in a new fashion, and you need to be renewed. You need to be renewed. And if you're not renewed day by day by day, week by week by week, year by year by year, you will miss what God is doing. And I, and I mentioned this, uh, I don't know if last week, week before, one of these weeks, I, they're all running together all week long. We've been talking and I don't, I don't even know anymore. There's a few keys here. Number one, fasting helps this process. If you're an old wineskin and you want the new wine, Fasting helps this process. Number two, uh, Jesus says no one puts an unshrunk piece of cloth on an old garment. So if if you're looking to patch that garment, you need to shrink down. You need to get humble. You need to get small in your own mind. And you need the oil. You need the presence of God. You need the oil on that that wine skin so that it can be soft and pliable and take in the new wine. Amen? Amen. Amen. One more thing I want to share, and then we'll get to the message, sort of, sort of. Uh, We'll see what God does. Hey, it's good. It's good stuff. As I reflected on the fast this morning, uh, I had that last prayer slot. I had the 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. prayer slot. Amen. You guys did an awesome job. We had 24-hour prayer. Come on, give yourselves a hand. We had 24-hour prayer. You guys signed up for every prayer slot. As a matter of fact, you guys filled it up the first week we announced it. There were only uh, six prayer slots left by the time we came back the following week. Last Sunday when we were here, there were only six prayer slots left. And so um, you guys are just awesome. And let me tell you, you know, it is, it is wonderful uh, as it's my, responsibil- uh, my responsibility to lead this body to know that you are all behind us. 
so strongly and so, so well that you guys are all right in here with us. And let me tell you something else, that we have seen the Spirit being poured out in healings and in different ways, and it's not just me or Stacy or whoever, it's all of us together. It's the unity of the body. You guys have as much responsibility in this happening as I do. And I just want to thank you guys for that because it, it makes it such a pleasure. I mean, man, there's just joy in my spirit. This is just so much fun. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. There's no place that I'd rather be than here in the house of the Lord, in the presence of God. You just go on all day. What an awesome, 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 awesome. Whew. All right. So as I was praying this morning, get back to the scripture. The Lord led me to this scripture, and it says, uh, it's, uh, second, it's second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. It talks about the thorn in the flesh. Starting in verse 7, Paul says, And lest I be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, God said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Glory to God. Therefore, will I mo mo therefore most fasting lips. Therefore, most gladly will I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And what we've done this week, what we've all done this week, all of you have done it with us, we've all fasted, and we've all put ourselves in a place of weakness. How many of, how many of you are weak? Listen, I would have danced a lot more had I not been so weak this morning. I'm weak in my flesh. I went to go upstairs, and you know, we don't walk upstairs in my house. We run upstairs. And so... I went to run up the stairs, you know, you, you hop, hop, skip steps, right? You ever, who does that? And so that's the way I, and so I get halfway, our staircase goes up and then up. And so I get halfway up the second part and I'm like, whew, I'm like, I think I need some, I think I need some fuel, fuel added to this machine. I'm weak. And so when we are weak, the grace of God comes upon us. There, I, whew, man. Get the grace of God in your life. We've fasted this week, and the grace of God has been added to us because we fasted, because we've sought his face, because we've made place for him. Amen? Amen. We're weak. He's strong in us. I've got one more scripture I'm going to read before we start our message. Matthew um, uh, 17. Glory to God. Who's excited this morning? Yeah. Starting in verse 14, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to Jesus, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire or often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. 
Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless, he's telling the disciples that they don't have enough faith. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, because you don't have enough faith, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And so you see, here's one of the secrets that Jesus lets us into in the kingdom, is that when we pray and when we fast, we prepare ourselves for the, the difficult things that are up ahead that we're going to encounter. When we pray and when we fast, we are fellowshipping, we are communing with the very presence of God. And when we have that in our life on a daily, on a regular basis, then we, when we walk into the midst of where we need to see a miracle, we're okay because we already know the miracle worker. Listen, we cannot wait until we need a miracle to begin to seek the miracle worker. It does, I mean, we can do that, but you're going to have poor results. The only way you're going to have good results in this is if you're seeking the miracle worker day in, day out. And there is, it's not about seeking his hand. It's not about going and asking for something. It's just going and saying, Jesus, I want to hang out with you. God, I want to be in your presence. So this is today's message. This kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Why do we need to do the prayer and fasting? So that we can come better into God's presence and we can take him with us where we go. So that we can be weakened and we can receive his grace. So that when we're called upon, we have what he has to give us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew. Well, that was my introduction. Hey, how many of you enjoyed the fast? How many of you enjoyed the fast? Like, man, this was a good time. Like, this was a good time. Forget about Super Bowl next week. Let's bring another fast in this place. <laughs> how many of you fell asleep during your fast? Come on, be honest with me. Ah, uh, there they come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, so here's what happens, right? This is, this is absolutely normal. As a matter of fact, they told Angelia, when Angelia went to uh, her internship at IHOP, they told her uh, she had to sit in the, they had to, the, the, the interns had to be in the prayer room, which is like what we did for prayer and fasting all week long. They had to be in the prayer room eight hours a day. You guys were here for an hour and a half when you came. Eight hours, right? So multiply that by four and then add another couple hours. So that's five. Multiply by five. I think. I don't know. My math's off. There's no way to get there. Just eight hours. And so what happens is we're fasting. And so I'm fasting food and my body gets tired. You're fasting television and you're removing the stimulus from your mind. You're fasting social media. So normally when you would take this time, this hour or two throughout your day and you would go on and you would be stimulated, that stimulation's gone. Right? So what that stimulation is gone. So now what do I do? Oh, I'm supposed to pray. Oh yeah, let's do that. And then there's this amazing thing happens. The peace of God comes on you. 
So now not only is there no stimulation, but now you have the peace. And so honestly, you don't stand a chance at staying awake. Because number one, you're used to being stimulated. And number two, you're not used to having the peace of God on you. How do you think, oh my God, it's amazing that you're here this morning. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. So now that we've explained why you fall asleep, how many of us fell asleep? Yeah, a couple more hands. Ah, it's good. It's good. Hey, listen, this is what I want you to do. We've had an awesome week of prayer and fasting. We're going to talk about it more probably throughout the day. But, and we're going to, I'm breaking my fast this afternoon. I'm breaking it right after service. I'm having a cup of coffee. It's going to be good. And, uh, but this is what I want you to do. We've had an awesome time. God's going, to, God's going to move even here today. He's going to continue to move through the service. But pray about, pray about uh, your fasting moving forward. How many of you, this is the first time you've ever fasted? couple. Pray about what, God, what does my fast look like for the rest of the year? Maybe I fast one day a week. Maybe, you know, I'll fast Tuesday through Wednesday. Maybe I'll fast Monday through Friday. You know, maybe I'll fast, maybe I'll fast media for 20 days. Maybe I'll fast, uh, I'll do media for 20 days. I'll do TV for 20 days. I'll do, and then you just keep stacking these things one on top of another. So you're actually fasting the whole year because you just keep changing what you're fasting. I'm going to fast sweets for 20 days. I'm going to fast meats for 20 days. I'm going to fast something else for 20 days. Listen, there's, you can get creative with this. It's not like, you know, you only have to, you know, fast the fast week. As a matter of fact, I've got some good news. Some of you, well, it, I've got some news. Well, you guys can determine what you think is good or bad. We're going to be doing a 40-day fast. We're going to be doing a 40-day fast. Uh, it's going to kick off on February 25th, and it's going to conclude on... Uh, so the 40th day is going to be April 4th. The, the, the 40th day will be April 4th, and so I'm going to fast through until Sunday service, April 5th. And so that's Palm Sunday. Amen? Amen. So... We're not going to gather together every night. Uh, what I will do is I'm going to be sending out emails. So if you want to join us in that 40-day fast, uh, there will be a sign-up on your Engage card in weeks to come. And we'll, I will send you emails every single morning, prayer targets, what we're fasting for that day, and uh, that you can be encouraged and you can join together with us. Uh, some of us did this last year. Man, I'm telling you. The things that we prayed for in that fast, we have seen come to pass this year. It has been awesome. It's been glorious. God has moved. I didn't even do the fast as well as I wanted to, but God is great. God is awesome. And, uh, you know, he has grace and he meets us even when we fail, even when we're weak. Amen? Amen. Father, right now in Jesus' name, God, Father, we pray that your presence would permeate our lives and God, that we would be uh, so hungry for you, God. God, I pray, touch every heart here today. God, call us into deeper things in you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to start with this scripture. Exodus chapter 33, verse 1. And I did read this one night at the fast. It says, then the Lord spoke, said to Moses, depart from here. So this is after they've left Egypt, they've gone into the wilderness, and uh, they've created the golden calf, and they've sinned before God, and then God says to Moses, he says, depart from here, and go up from here, 
you and the people whom you, Moses, has brought out of Egypt. Now, God's, di- God's disowned them at this point. They're no longer his people. They're Moses' people. To the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to your descendants, I will give it, and I will send my angel before you. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. And so here's what God has. Here's the offer that's on the table. Moses, and so we could fill in any one of your names. Go up from here. There's, and uh, I'm going to send a provisor with you, bodyguard with you. And you're going up to a land of milk and honey, right? You're going to have a house and a car and everything you need. You'll be provided for. But I'm not going. God's not going. You don't get God in the equation. That's the offer. Go up from here. It's the land that I promised to you. It's the land that I promised to your descendants. It's awesome. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Everything you need, you'll be provided for. You'll never lack for anything. I won't be there, says God. Here's Moses' response. If your presence doesn't go with us, don't bring us up from here. If your presence doesn't go with us, I'd rather stay in the desert. I'd rather eat this manna for the rest of my life. I'd rather drink water from a rock. I, the, your presence is far more important than a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Your presence is far more important than all of the inheritance in the world. Your presence is the one thing that I desire. It's the one thing that I have to have in my life. It's the one thing that's a non-negotiable. Can't, can't live without it. I don't even want to live without it. I don't want to think about it. I'm not taking it. No good. I decline the offer. Thank you, but no thank you. Psalm 28, David says this. David says this. He said, when, when, when you said, seek my face, my heart to you, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. And so David is talking to God. He's writing this psalm to God. And he says, God, when you said to me, seek your face, my heart. Listen, it's one thing to have your mind. It's one thing to think things, right? But his heart responds and says, your face, Lord, I will seek. I will seek you. His heart says this. His heart is like, Oh yeah, that's what I want. Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. Oh yeah, this is me. I'm seeking you, God. This is how it's written. This is what it says in the New Living Translation. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. God is saying, hey, I want to talk with you. Hey, I want to chat with you. Hey, I want to fellowship with you. Hey, come on. And what do we say? What's our response? Pastor Matt called and said he wants to have coffee with me. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I really want to sit with Pastor Matt. You know, he's kind of scary. <laughs> Not going to. No, no. No.
Sometimes my wife will say she wants to talk to me. Right? And communication can go one of two ways. Right? Honey, I need to talk to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> or she can say, honey. And she doesn't even need to say anything more. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, get out of my way, kids. Get out of my way. Your mother called me. Come on. How long have you lived in this house? Come on, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of all the universe wants to fellowship with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants you to seek his face. He wants you to come into his presence. The creator of the world, the creator of everything. This God wants to spend time with you. Part of the problem, I'm sure, I'm convinced part of the problem is that God's available all the time. 24-7, 365. There's no point in time where you can't bow down on your knee and pray to God. Not one point in time. He's never not available. He's all present. He's all knowing. Right? He's everywhere all the time. It's kind of scary. But do we stop and interact with him? Do we stop and make time for him? Because if we're not making time for him, then we're not going to hear him. You know, I thought, as, I, as I thought about this, I was like, wow, what if God was only available one day a week? People still miss church. What if God was only available one day a year? I'd be, pr- I'd be practicing, right? All right, tomorrow's the day. Let me get myself ready. God, God, let me get myself ready. God, God, I, he's not hearing anything I'm saying at this point because he's not available to tomorrow, okay? I'm going to write it out. I'm, I, my thoughts are scattered. Let me write it out because I want to be, be brief and succinct because he's only available one day and then I want to have time to hear right? I mean, we'd be, we'd be militant, right? I think we'd get a little bit, he's available every day, every day. And we need to be those people who learn to fellowship and be in his presence every single day. And when we do, listen, what we've seen here is only just the beginnings, I'm sure. When we get to the point where we're fellowshipping with the presence of God every single day, and he's, he's with us everywhere that we go, we're going to see things that we've never seen before. It's going to be fantastic. We'll, we'll see the miraculous because he is a miracle work in God. He is a miracle work in God. He has created creation and he stands apart from creation. And he stands above creation so he can still do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. But he doesn't do it apart from us. He doesn't do it apart from us. That's why it's called a co-mission. It's together. Two of us working together on mission. But we need the presence. We've got to know him. This is from the Amplified. When you said, seek my face in prayer, require my presence as your greatest need, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek on the authority of your word. And so I have a Jewish rabbi friend that thinks that the Amplified translation is the best translation. And so that's, that's important to me because he knows, he speaks Hebrew. And so where we open the Old Testament and we read the scriptures, 
he can open that up and he could actually, if it was in Hebrew, he would actually read the Hebrew. And the thing about Hebrew is, we've explained before, is Hebrew is a layered, layered language. And so a lot of times one word could have three meanings, right? And so he, he, he reads it and he understands it. And I can't tell you the number of times where he's like, well, this word is this and it means this, this, and this. And so he knows Hebrew and then he reads the Amplified and he's like, I think the Amplified is the best. I've read King James, I've read the the NIV, I've read this other one, I've read, he's read a lot of them. He's like, I think Amplified's the best. So I think that's important. You know, he's a Hebrew scholar, basically. And so if he's saying that this one is, is pretty accurate, I like it. And so you'll see what Amplified will do is it says, it, there's the scripture, and then they multiply certain words. Like there's this phrase, seek my face, and it says, in prayer. So they're actually telling you how, you know, the words that are written are actually explained. Because this is, this in Psalms would be Hebrew. Require my presence as your greatest need. Come on, it's right there. Seek my faith. It's about requiring God's presence as the greatest need in my life. I have one need. <laughs> uh. My heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. On the authority of your word, your word told me, that I can do this. Your word told me that I can have your presence with me wherever I go. And God, I want it. I'm going to work towards it. I'm going to seek your face and I'm going to acquire it. You know, David had, we, we read Moses. Moses said, I'm not going up without your presence. David said, you know, I'm going to seek your face. My heart said, your face, Lord, I will seek. These guys, listen to me. These guys both lived under a different dispensation. They didn't have the cross. They didn't have the blood of Jesus. They didn't know Jesus. I mean, they knew him because they knew God so intimately. I'm sure they knew Jesus. They did not live under the same promises that we live under. Come on. We live under such a better time than they did. We read this last night in Hebrews. That God did not want to have them, our, the forefathers of our faith, perfected apart from us. We live under such a, a better, I mean, I think it's better. I can't imagine living without knowing about Jesus. We live under such a better time than they did. And we just don't, we fail to enter in. We fail to do it. We fail to do it. It's not on Jesus. When you said, seek my face, your, my heart said, your face, Lord, I will seek. Listen, this is where I'm going to park until I learn to do this. This is where I'm going to park and I'm going to do this. We're going to do, I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to find you. And we've been finding God all week. God's been pouring out his spirit in an awesome, what a sweet, sweet spirit we've had all week long. There's so many benefits of having the presence of God in your life. Acts 3.19 says, Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. Who needs to be refreshed this morning? How many of us want to be refreshed this morning? It's found in the presence of God. Refreshing comes through the presence of God. Pastor Tom tells the story of one moment in the presence of God in uh, Congress Park. No, it's not Congress Park. Prospect Park. One moment in the presence of God. I love telling his stories. Listen, one moment in the presence of God. There's just... 
if you just become undone. You can't, un- you can't explain what happens there. Words fail us. Psalm 1611, we, we read this quite a bit when we were doing After God's Own Heart. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Who wants fullness of joy? Come on, we want to have the fullness of joy in our life. We want to have the pleasures that are available forevermore at God's right hand. What are they? Have you begun to tap into them? Do you know what they are? Do you walk in them on a daily basis? Galatians 5.22, fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Are you walking in all of those things? Because those are the pleasures that are available at God's right hand. Do you have peace or do you have anxiety? Do you have joy or do you, or do you get frustrated? Do you have love or do you have resentment? The fruit of the Spirit is available at God's right hand. These are some of the pleasures that are available. Are we tapping into them? Are we taking the time? Are we doing what we need to do to lay hold of God so that he can do his work in us so that we can have everything that he wants us to have? Because let me tell you something. When you do, it's going to be it's just glorious. There's no place that you would rather be then once God has washed over you and washed everything away and swept everything clean, and he can do it in a moment, but we have to be willing. It's when we come. I can't drag somebody to it. I wish I could. You know, it'd be, different. It'd be a different Christian world if we could drag people to God. <laughs> My parents dragged me to church as a kid. Didn't work. I'm here now. I'm here now. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but it wasn't this church they dragged me to. That's okay. We'll, we'll land right there. Next scripture. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Come on. The presence of God, the holy presence of God is available. (laughs) It's available to every single one of us every single day. And what do we do? What is our choice? It's up to us. So here are some ways that we can get the presence of God in our life. These are things that we can do that will absolutely bring the presence of God in an awesome way. I'm going to have the worship team come up at this time because we're going to end pretty soon. And, uh, but these are some ways. Listen, worship, worship. I don't, I don't know, man. You know, I'd be, I'd be hard pressed to pick a favorite or, or one that I think is more powerful, but I think that worship is one of the most, for me, it's one of the most powerful ways to get the presence of God in your life. You start worshiping God, and God 
Somehow he always shows up. It never fails. He, it never fails. It's, the word says that God is enthroned on the praises of his people. So when we praise God, God's enthroned. When we praise God, God's enthroned in the place. The presence of God comes in the place. It can't, it, it can't not come. When we praise God, God's presence can't not come. It's double negative. It has to come. Prayer. God is in the secret place. Jesus said, Matthew 6, God is in the secret place. So when we pray, we're there with him. Bible reading. Jesus said, I am the word. Jesus said, this is me. And so when we sit down and we open it up, we've got the presence of God is flowing into our life. Serving. Jesus said, Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And the greatest of the greatest of you all will be the servant and be the least. And so when we serve, we become like God because God is a servant. Giving. As we give, we we're just being obedient to God, and God loves when we cheerfully give. Fasting. This is another one where I'm like, I don't know, this is really like right up near the top. Like when we fast, we read in 2 Corinthians, right? When we fast, we are made weak, and His grace comes in us, and His strength is in us. And so God's, when we fast, God's presence comes, God's grace comes to, to, to strengthen us. Holiness. The word says, be holy for I am holy, says the Lord. And so if we think that we're going to enter into the presence without being holy, we're mistaken. We need to live a holy life. Be holy for I am holy, says the Lord. Love others. Jesus told us to love others. These are just all ways. These are just awesome things that we can do. We go through these all the time, but we just need reminding. Forgiveness. We have to learn to forgive. We have to be a people that forgives. First, we need to forgive ourselves. And that's tough for some people. We have to forgive ourselves. Then we have to forgive others. Listen, I know there's terrible things. We need to forgive. And then we need, I really think we should come to the point where we're just unoffendable where we just can't, we don't pick up offenses anymore. People do stuff that should be offensive. That guy just cut you off. That guy just slapped you. Yeah. I'm not offended. I refuse to be offended. We need to be filled with the Spirit. The Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit at all times. At all times. Not just once in a while, not just on Sunday, not just, you know, when you think you might have to, you know, share Jesus with somebody, be filled with the Spirit at all times. At all times. Another way that we come close to God is speaking in tongues. Listen to this. I was looking at this this week. I did so much reading this week. Give me a second. <laughs> Romans 8, 26 and 27. This is fantastic. 
Speaking in tongues is direct communication between your spirit and God, right? So you guys know what speaking in tongues is. We're we're a tongue-speaking church. We believe in speaking in tongues. It says this. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Praise God. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. Now listen to this. But the spirit, the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So when we pray in tongues, it's the Holy Spirit in us making utterance through our mouths back to God. We don't even know what we're praying. Now listen to the next, listen to the next sentence. Now God who searches, let's, I'll, try and, I'll try and do this. I'll try and throw in the, the Trinity here, right? Now God the Father who searches the heart knows what the mind of the, the Spirit is. I lost my place on the page. Because he, Jesus Christ, makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And the Spirit makes intercession for us through groanings which we cannot travail by the Holy Spirit. Let, hold up. <laughs> Listen to this one. You guys can take this home and study. Romans 8, 26, 27. It's great. God knows our heart. God the Father knows our heart. And Jesus is making intercession for us constantly. And then the Holy Spirit puts the prayers in our heart, in our belly, in our spirit, and we pray them out by speaking in tongues back to God. And we don't even know what we're saying, but we're asking God for what God wants for us. Can it get any more God than that? How can we not win? How? <laughs> right? I mean, you look at the Super Bowl next week and you're like, okay, so this team needs to do this, this, and this. And if the quarterback goes out, they're done. Right? Listen, it doesn't matter what happens. There's no way I don't win. There's no way I don't win. There's no way. God, one more time, God knows my heart. Jesus intercedes for me constantly, and the Holy Spirit puts the prayers in me that I pray back to God so that I can have what I need. It's amazing. This is God. This is how much He loves us. He loves us so much that He he knows our heart. He prays for us constantly, and then He gives us the prayers to pray so that we can have what we really need. It does, it's just, it's unfathomable, but it's right here in scripture and it's real and it just doesn't get any better. I, I just get so excited. We should be excited. Listen, I want to have a prayer line. If you, if you were here last night and you didn't get to get in the, and you got in the prayer line, all right, I want you to just give everybody else a second. If you have, if you weren't able to make one night, if you were able to make a couple nights, but you did not get hands laid on you this week, I want you to come to the altar. And we want to pray that you would be filled with the Spirit of God. We want you to be, we want to pray that you would have the fresh filling of the Holy Spirit that we've been talking about with these new wine sins. So come on, just start to come. If I could have the prayer leaders join me up on the platform, just like we did last night. First Timothy, don't 
Don't despise the gift that is in you by the laying on of hands. There is a gift that is coming by the laying on of hands. So if you want prayer, step right up here. And the, the, th- the other thing I want you to do too is I want you to step and put your, like stand real close to the platform because we're going to pray. The leaders are going to pray from the platform. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you want to be filled with the fresh thing that God is doing, come to the altar. If you want to be filled, God wants to pour out His Spirit in a new way. God wants to pour out His Spirit in a fresh way. God wants to do something exciting. God's going, God is doing something exciting here at Redeeming Love, and He wants to bring us to a place that's higher. And so if you want to be part of what's going on, if you don't want to be the old wineskin that doesn't get filled, come to the altar right now. Jesus. Hold up, don't pray yet. I want to, I want to begin to worship. So I don't know, can you guys sing a song? Are you guys ready to sing a song? Are you ready to sing a song? Let's sing a song. I want to begin to sing a song before we begin to lay hands, okay? I want to begin to uh, enthrone God on the praises, on our praises. So lift your hands and praise God here with us in this first song. And then in the midst of the song, we will just start laying hands on you. When you feel a hand laid on you, stop singing. Because at that point, you're just supposed to receive. Anybody else wants to come forward. Listen, if you were here last night and you got prayer, you want more prayer, come on up. Anybody wants to come, come. Until we fill the altar, until we fill it to the walls. Come. All right, let's worship. Come on, we're all going to stand and we're all going to worship together. It's not just for the ones that are up here. And we're not just going to spectate. We're not just going to watch. We're going to press in and we're going to believe this morning. Amen. So come on, we sing this. Come on, sing. You are here. Start to lay hands right now. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. And you are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you Promise me. 
Come on.
Come on, we're going to get ready to receive the offering. As you're making your way back to your seats, take your time. If you're on the floor, stay there. Don't be in a hurry. If you're in prayer, just stay where you're at. We can take the tithe while you're where you're at. No problem. Hey, listen, uh, these engage groups, Brian's going to receive the, the offering this morning. And so uh, these engage groups are starting the week of February 2nd. And so you hand, we were handed the engage groups cards today. And so you can sign up on your engage card. There's nine different uh, check boxes. They all coordinate with the check box. Of course, uh, you know, number six, Wednesday, Pastor Matt and Stacy's Bible study. Pastor Steve's is actually starting this Wednesday. So uh, if you are intending on going to Pastor Steve's and Mary's, his is starting this week. He's got to do that because he's going to Myrtle Beach for a month. And so he's got to get it in before he's got to get it in before he goes. So just know that. Um, also on the back of your engage card, check this week I will seek God's face, place a premium on God's presence in my life. This is stuff that we should do, need to do. So check those boxes. Amen. Brian. Great, great. Thank you, uh, Pastor Matt, for giving the opportunity to receive tithes and offerings. Offerings. And uh, there's several ways that we can do it here at Redeeming Love. Um, there's our website.